The struggles of being a teen in today's world. Today's society is ever-changing, very fast to be exact. Sadly, many have been forced to grow and adapt to this quick-moving society. The people most affected by this change are teens, me and you, us. Hopefully in this episode, we can work together to peel back the layers of the struggles of being a, a teen in today's world. So let's talk. Hey guys, this is Dalton Beckman, your host. This is my first episode, so I'm pretty excited. Um, yeah, pretty much. We have a little little guest really quick. Hi. So, can I get a yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so basically how we're going to start, we're going to start with my perspective, and then we're going to move to y'all's perspective, and then we're going to work from there and have a conversation about everything. So for me, what comes to mind when we think about the struggles of being a teen in today's world? So... Perfectiality. I know that's not a word, but I'll kind of get into it in a little bit. Comparison and contrast culture and this feeling of emptiness. So starting off with this feeling of perfectiality. I know this is not a, not a word, but let me give you a definition in my eyes. So basically it's the feeling of having to constantly be perfect for yourself, others, and etc. I can actively say I'm a huge victim of perfectionality. Sometimes I see myself in a light grimmer and harsher than a light that I would ever shine or project on anyone else. I mean, in a sense, it's good to hold yourself to a higher standard, but extreme standards are not healthy. And so when I break this down, I think, like, on what basis? On what basis am I feeling this feeling of perfectionality? And for me, it's looks and appearance, emotions, and grades. So society as a whole puts a lot of pressure on teens and adults these days for looks and appearance. So society tells us that our value lies in our beauty, which is so wrong in so many ways because it doesn't lie in your beauty. It lies in the beauty within, in your personality. And it's so hard to believe that these days because so many people tell us, social media, influencers, everything, everything is constantly against us, telling us that you need to look a certain way, your body needs to be this certain way, you need to act a certain way, when that's so far from the truth. And so a question I constantly ask myself with this topic is, if I don't look perfect, am I lesser than who I truly am? And the truth to that is no. And it's so hard to believe that because obviously society is telling us so many different things, but you have to work on yourself. You have to constantly be like molding yourself in a way where you're going to be helping yourself, not like tearing yourself down. So the next topic is emotions. How do I have this feeling of perfectionality with my emotions? So sometimes I'm a huge victim to this, but I feel like my emotions must always be perfect. And if they're not, I'm gonna get judged or I'm gonna get invalidated, which is the worst thing in my opinion, getting your emotions invalidated. Society as a whole makes us feel like self-care isn't okay because you need to be 100% all the time, which is such a lie, a huge lie. And I feel like I struggle with this because as a society, we're constantly told this saying, it's okay to not be okay, which is so true. Yes, it is okay to not be okay. But as our fast-moving society is constantly changing, I feel, this is my perspective, I feel that this saying is almost like a band-aid they give us to a bigger problem, a bigger, a bigger scar. And when they give us this, they're like, take this and you'll be fine, which is not true. So... I challenge everyone to use the saying, it's okay to feel, because it's okay to feel. It's okay to feel happy. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel whatever you want. But this only truly works if you truly believe this, because as a whole, I'm like a huge victim of this. I can tell myself like, oh, I look pretty today, but do I believe that? Or I look good today. I feel good today. Like my emotions are valid. But do I feel that truly? And that's hard. That's really hard to like recognize that feeling. So you need to truly work on it because it only works if you truly believe it. Moving on. 
Next, we have our comparison and contrast culture. Ew. <laughs> That's disgusting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're listening to this. That was really gross. Anyways, moving on. Next, we have our comparison and contrast culture. Where do I even start? Where do I literally even start? Oh, I have to burp again. Oh, excuse me. So, as you know, our world is centered around this idea of social media. TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, Pinterest. And those are the basic platforms for our comparison and contrast culture. So let's break that each one of those down. So I'll talk to you guys about Instagram. So a lot of people see Instagram as a platform where we see others and constantly scrolling, constantly seeing each other. But subconsciously, we do not realize that like we're constantly comparing ourselves, whether it's to how many likes I've gotten on a post relative to someone else's, how many views I've gotten on a story, how like their picture looks in relative to my feed, how their feed looks relative to my feed, and all of that. And what people don't understand is that Instagram is fake. They're, and like, I feel like we all know this. We all know that Instagram's fake, but we don't realize that like there's so many other editing platforms to like make your body look a certain way. There's so much different lighting you can do to make your body, like your skin look a different way. And that goes back to our comparison and contrast culture. We are constantly seeing multiple pictures of different people on our feed. And even though you might not even be realizing it, you are like subconsciously comparing yourself. And I'm a huge victim to this because I'm like, oh my gosh, this person's, look how good this person looks. Like, look how good their skin looks. And like, look at my skin. I'm here in my room sitting alone doing nothing. And my skin's just like decaying away, which is not true. It's fine. <laughs> but um, next. And then so we constantly subconsciously think that. And moving on to the next platform, TikTok. TikTok is a great platform because it provides so much information, but it also has a huge like side of negativity with this comparison and contrast culture. So TikTok as a whole is constantly, you're constantly swiping, you're constantly scrolling, you're constantly on your feed. But what a lot of people don't know is how crazy this is because like I will actively say that I've sit on, sat on TikTok for like multiple hours and I didn't even know that much time went by. And subconsciously, I would compare myself like to people that were on vacations, people that were doing fun things, like people that were just sitting there like looking beautiful. And I was just sitting in my bed like, wow, I'm really like busted right now. Like I look busted. <laughs> and subconsciously, I like would compare myself to them and like not even know. And back to Instagram, I forgot to say this, but back to Instagram, a lot of people don't realize that Instagram in our society, people see that as an extension of who they are. But an ex it's not necessarily an extension of who they are, but it's the extension of which you can control who you are. So a lot of people put on a persona on social media like, oh my gosh, they're cool, like they'll post whatever, they'll do this, they'll do that. But is that really true? I can, true story, I, a lot of people, if you follow me on Instagram, uh, a lot of people see my feed and they're like, oh my gosh, he posts whatever, like that's so cool, like blah, blah, blah. He has like this whole persona, like carefree attitude. But what a lot of people don't understand is how how much pressure I put myself through, through this social media platform, not just Instagram, but like TikTok and Pinterest and all that stuff, because I'm constantly pressuring myself that I have to keep up this persona, this, this extension of my personality that I've created. And I can actively say that I've sat there with my caption and my picture just waiting to hit the share button for maybe 20 minutes, just staring at it. Because I'm like, wow, should I post this right now? Because if it, is it gonna give me enough likes? Like, is it gonna give me that instant gratification that I want? And that's where you have it, like the instant gratification. It's not happiness, it's so far from it. It's just instant. And that's, 
1% out of the 99% that it does go your way. Uh, the 99% that it doesn't go your way. Anyways, Snapchat. This one is, a lot of people don't see this as a comparison and contrast culture, but Snapchat is literally created like just to flex. A lot of people don't understand this and a lot of people do this without knowing, but Snapchat was created to compare yourself to each other. So constantly people are posting like, if you go like eat somewhere cool, if you go somewhere cool, like say I would go to LA or something like that, I would go to like New York, like I would post something on my Snapchat story not even knowing like how this is affecting other people because like a lot of people when they're viewing Snapchat stories, they're like in the car, they're not doing anything. And you see all these people that are like living their best lives or you think they're living their best lives because they're only showing you like a quick snap of what they're doing. And you're like, wow, like they're living their best life and I'm over here like alone, like not doing anything. And subconsciously, we start to compare ourselves, and that's where our compare and contrast culture comes in. So through this, it's been a, like really hard, but with everything that comes negative, there always deserves a good detox. So deleting your social media sometimes is really like the best idea, and I know that it's so hard in today's world to delete that kind of stuff because like, it feels like everyone's on it, and like, that's where like, life revolves, but I can truly say that that's not true. Our lives revolve in the present. Moving on, next topic. Um, the feeling of emptiness. So for me, this is caused from so many things, and truthfully, it's just quarantine. So I'll share my experience, and then we can break that down a little bit. So over quarantine, as everyone has, they've been alone in their room, and it almost felt like we were living the same day over again. When will I be content? When will I truly be fulfilled? And so I remember I would like sit in my room, and I would just like be on TikTok or like social media for like hours, like my time expectancy on my phone was like seven hours a day, eight hours a day, nine hours a day. It was just increasingly going up and it was just terrible. And this feeling of emptiness after like a long time, after feeling this feeling of emptiness, I kind of like broke it down and like, it was truthfully caused by social media and like me just like sitting there and like feeling so empty because I didn't know it, but I was constantly comparing myself, constantly contrasting myself from these people that were like, in Barbados, in like the Bahamas, in like Mozambique, like living their best lives. And I was just here like alone in my room, like in quarantine, like, and I felt so empty. And it's truthfully society's fault for that, because not necessarily for my feeling of emptiness, but like this overall feeling that they have all contracted us with is this feeling of emptiness. And so like the only way you can break this chain is just by living in the present because the past and the future are un unattainable. And truthfully, you're never gonna be like 100%, like you're not gonna be 100%. When I, re when I re relate emptiness to something in the real world, so like, let me relate that for you. Like, say you have a water glass, you have this much emptiness, say the glass is a little bit full, and that's not enough. You still need that alone time for like you to physically be healthy and like mentally be healthy. But if you have too much, it overflows, it spills into other things in your life, it spills over into other things, like you don't seem to be happy anymore. And that, for my situation, that was a lot for me because when I was throughout quarantine, I realized that sometimes I would just sit there and I would let it affect my relationships with my friends. I wouldn't even talk to them anymore because this feeling of emptiness was so overwhelming. And something that has helped me, true story, if my mom's listening to this, please don't get mad at me because I did lie to you about this, but. <laughs> I decided to take a day for myself. And I know that's kind of cliche because like the feeling of emptiness kind of revolves around the feeling of being alone. And I took a day for myself. I told my mom I was gonna go hang out with some friends and, truth and I just went to Holotus by myself. I went on a picnic, I brought my book, I left my phone in the car 
and I went to this coffee shop, which is really cliche because I ended up getting lemonade and a grilled cheese, which is really funny because it's a coffee shop, but I went there and I read my book and I just was living in the present. And that was the one that's, I can say a hundred percent that in that moment, I felt happy. I felt content with where I was at because I was living in that moment, reading that book, like embracing those sun rays, you know, it was just like a vibe, but on my way there, maybe I wasn't feeling 100%. I was still feeling a little empty. And on my way home, I was probably still feeling a little empty. But that little part of me that felt content for those small moments was enough for me. And so I'm so blessed that I'm able to like do these things, able to go to these places, like drive to these places. But that doesn't have to look like, it doesn't have to be like that for everyone. So you can go outside, like you can just lay in your yard. You can, if, you're, if you live by an ocean, you can go to the ocean, just like watch the waves. You can go on a picnic. You can just go on a car ride or you can just turn on music in your room, light a candle and just like relax, read a book or do something and, or sometimes just take a nap. That's just as fulfilling. Okay, moving on. This is the last topic. Okay, so after we just finished that topic of emptiness, we, I think we should start a little bit of time period where we like reflect and we do realize and we break that topic idea or idea down about all of this stuff that we've just talked about, especially what it's like growing up to, in today's society as a teen. And we start to do some self-reflection because in order to break those chains that we hypothetically see that it's society's fault, it's not society's fault. And it's truthfully our fault. Not necessarily 100%, because there's a lot of things out of our control, but you have to know who you are so you can break those chains. Who are you? <laughs> that sounds cliche, but it's truthful. And so going to a little bit of what y'all said. So we're gonna break down what y'all said and what y'all like tweeted at me on Instagram. You can't tweet on Instagram, but y'all responded, same thing. Okay, someone said, feeling alone, but having tons of friends. Feeling alone, but having tons of friends. Wow, that's like really heavy, but I feel like everyone can relate to that because the feeling of emptiness or feeling of alone, like I explained, is like a water glass. Feeling a little bit is okay, is, isn't really that okay, but feeling a lot and a lot of it is overwhelming is really bad, but you need to learn to have that healthy balance. And I'm not telling you to break off anything with your friends or cut them off or anything, but it, you should take some time to dissect how they treat you. Are they only there for you when everything's good and not when everything's bad? And that's when, where this idea of fake friends comes in. And yes, as humans, we are attracted to like positive people, people that bring us up, but a friendship goes both ways. A friendship is like a person who is there for you in your ups and downs. That's what a friend is. So just ask yourself, are they there for you when you're at your low? Or are they there for you when you're just at your high or when you're at your low? Okay, so the next person said, taking care of my mental health with this fast changing society. So for me, that, like in my perspective, I feel like I could relate this to you in a little bit. The world is ever changing so fast and it feels like you don't have enough time to focus on yourself or sometimes you're just too afraid. And for me, like when the world's constantly changing, I see everything on the news and I see everything going on outside, like through my friends and like everything's moving so fast. I don't have to take a step back to realize that, oh my gosh, I need to focus on myself. And sometimes like for a long time period of time, it was where I was just too afraid to focus on myself because I didn't want to have to go, like dissect all of that. And truthfully, you have to be okay with yourself before you put others before you. And that sounds selfish, but 
you have to. And doing this, you can do this by spending time alone. Like I gave my example, like going somewhere or just like going outside in the yard by yourself or, and another thing by doing this is like taking a break from social media in particularly, ew, Snapchat, because this sounds stupid, but Snapchat is just basically revolved around this idea that you just constantly send snaps of pictures of your faces and you're not even having a conversation. That takes up so much of your time. That's so important. Time is important and you're just wasting it for nothing. Anyways, moving on. Someone else said, everyone is struggling, but we all act like our lives are perfect on social media. The truth to the matter is, and a lot of people don't want to hear this, is just delete social media. If it's having that big of an effect on you, delete it. And that revolves around all of our ideas. I feel like the feeling of emptiness, the feeling of being lonely, the feeling of compare and contrast culture, the perfect feeling of perfectionality that we talked about, all revolves around this idea of social media and the toxins of it. And I know this is hard, but you, you just have to take it for yourself. You have to delete that social media. Um, the next, this is the last one we're gonna go into, but someone said, I'm constantly feeling like I have to put up a front that I'm fine when truthfully I'm not. So, so essentially your journey should be to find who you are, not to put up this front, not to put up this idea or the spectacle of who you want to be for others, but finding who you are, because all of that, once you find who you are, all of that will disappear. This idea that, this not idea, this truth that everyone is struggling, but we all act our like our lives aren't perfect on social media. And you having to put up a front that you're fine. And the constant pressure of perfectionality. Once you find who you are, this sounds cliche, but all your questions and all your struggles will partially be answered. I mean, you're still going to go through all those struggles, but the one revolving struggle of this front, an idea of you having to put up this spectacle for other people will be answered. Because you know who you are. Anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I'm going to be bringing out a podcast every week. So this is my first podcast, so it's kind of interesting. Um, Felipe, do you want to say bye to them? (laughs) Anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. And I'm sorry to hear that all y'all are going through that. But hopefully we had a good conversation about all of this. And I have a little special someone to say something. Bye, guys. (laughs) Anyways, guys, love you guys so much. See you later.